Chapter Eleven of the Adventures of Joel Pepper. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elijah Fisher. Chapter Eleven of the Adventures of Joel Pepper by Margaret Seaman. Chapter Eleven: Doctor Fisher's Visit. Ben picked them up as Mother Pepper and the others hurried out on hearing David's scream. Joel lay so still and white in Ben's arms that Polly turned quite faint. But when she saw Mamsie's face, she bent over to Phronsie. Come here, pet, she tried to say, as she drew her off, that she might not see. What is it, Polly? asked Phronsie, wonderingly. What has Ben carrying Joey for? Now I must wash off those cake crumbs. They're all over your face, Phronsie, said Polly desperately. Carry them into the bedroom, Mother Pepper was saying. Come, child. Polly pulled the Phronsie hastily towards uh, the woodshed. You must really let me wash your face. Why do you want to wash it in the one shed? asked Phronsie, obstinately holding back. I want to wash it in Mammy's nice bowl. Oh, Phronsie, please come, begged Polly, still holding her arm. See, if you don't, I shall cry. Which was uh, the truth, as the tears were beginning to come in Polly's brown eyes. Saying this, Phronsie yielded and pattered along by Polly's side obediently and allowed her little face to be scrubbed and wiped quite dry, Polly's heart all the while going like a trip-hammer, and her ears pricked up for any word that might tell her of Joel. At last she could bear it no longer. Phronsie, she said, when the round cheeks and hands were as clean as could be, now look at me, dear. Phronsie lifted her blue eyes and fixed them wide-eyed astonishment on Polly's face. makes you do polly she asked wonderingly never mind said polly with an awful feeling at her heart it was still well, out in the kitchen and bedroom now you must do just as i tell you and not ask me any questions polly wants you to do it and to go and sit down on that bench pointing to a little low one in the corner and not stir till i call you Phronsie looked over at the little bench. I'll go, Polly, she said with a sigh, if you want me to. Polly dropped a hasty kiss on the yellow hair, then fled on unsteady feet through the kitchen and into the bedroom, Mother Pep bending over Joel. Ben was holding the bowl of water, and Davy was crying and wringing his hands at the foot of the bed, with his eyes on Joel's face. You better go and form Dr. Fisher, Ben, Mrs. Pepper said hoarsely, putting the wet cloth into the bowl. Polly crept up to her side. Hasn't Grandma Baskin anything? she asked. Shall I go and see? No, said Mrs. Pepper, and the doctor must see if he's broken any limbs, or is hurt inside. Ben was already out and running down the road at top speed. It seemed an hour. It was really but ten minutes, when a step bounded out in the kitchen. Mrs. Pepper looked at Polly, who stole silently out, and with a gasp almost tumbled into the arms of the little man with the very big spectacles. "'Oh, Dr. Fisher!' cried. "'I'm so glad!' "'I'm glad, too,' said the little Dr. Fisher, beaming at her. "'Why, what's the matter, Polly, my girl?' as Polly seemed to be almost tumbling over. You see, I've come to take Phronsie to ride. I haven't been able to a good while back, he mourned. But 
perhaps you'd better setting his spectacles to take a keen look at her oh dr fisher ben's gone for you gasped polly seizing his hand to draw him into the bedroom door gone for me repeated dr fisher taking the words out of her mouth who's sick and his pale face paled abruptly joel gasped polly he fell from the apple tree oh do come dear dr fisher the little doctor was by this time in the bedroom don't worry ma'am he said to mrs pepper then he hurried to the side of the bed and bent over joel i ain't sick exclaimed joel opening his eyes to look up into the big spectacles i wish people'd let me alone and he gave an inevitable flounce oh it's dr fisher he finished joyfully so it is assented the little doctor bobbing his head admirably so that uh, the big spectacles slipped it down uh, to the end of his nose then he looked to the others to go you don't take me to ride with you in the gig won't you dr fisher his face was uh, still white but his eyes were as bright as ever maybe i will said the little doctor well now let's see you've been playing up in the apple tree haven't you meanwhile his uh, long thin fingers were going rapidly all over joel's bones and muscles yes said joel nodding and i was a bear dr fisher i used to play bear when i was no bigger than you are joel said to dr fisher whose fingers seemed to be everywhere at once i don't believe you were as big a bear as i was said joel sturdily no siree and i went to clear out to, to the tip of the apple tree now could you do that dr fisher he asked triumphantly i won't try it again if i were you said the little doctor ignoring the question while his fingers went rapidly on their work and may i go to ride in your gig please begged joel twisting away to the other side of the bed and what are you feeling my legs for all over for little dr fisher stood up quite straight and looked across at mrs pepper he's sound as a nut he said praise the lord exclaimed mother pepper polly ran up to her and threw her arms around her mamsie just think joel saw well she cried convincingly little davy threw himself flat on the floor and cried as hard as he could polly ran over to him why davy she said getting down on the floor by his side don't you understand joel's all well dr fisher says so i know it sobbed davy but i can't stop i'm so happy polly well you must stop commanded polly firmly cause you'll make joel feel badly if he hears you so davy hushed his tears since joel might hear him there must be no crying but he sat on the floor and wouldn't get up and then the door opened suddenly and ben hurried in with a white disappointed face he isn't home and they don't know when why for there sat little dr fisher laughing and peering at him over his big spectacles yes joel you may go to ride he just said dr fisher when ben had gotten over his surprise uh, a bit that is if polly will give up her seat for i have i had invited her and he looked uh, over at her yes i will indeed said polly with a happy little laugh 
oh joel you'll have such a good time kissing his cheek into which the color was slowly coming back i know it said joel wheeling over to give a roll out of bed take it easy said dr there's plenty of time feel all right my boy no i don't said joel standing on the floor mrs pepper's cheek paled and an anxious look came into her black eyes at once whereabouts do you feel badly asked the doctor in surprise here said joel and uh, on his jacket front i'm so hungry do give him something to eat mrs pepper said dr fisher laughing heartily and we'll be off and polly you and i will have have a ride next time he said darting off before mrs pepper had a chance to pay him or even to thank him but that i never could do enough said she said wiping her hands on her apron but the lord will know joel was already in the gig peering out at them and teasing dr fisher to hurry they had driven off and gone some time when suddenly polly started in dismay as she was setting the table for supper you must drop that dish polly said little davy looking at her in amazement oh i forgot phronsie oh dear grasped polly setting the dish in her hand suddenly on the table and plunging out of the room there sat phronsie in the woodshed on the little bench her rusty little shoes placed patiently before her and her hands folded in her lap i'm so tired polly she said plaintively you must be cried polly in a spam of remorse and lifting her up well now we'll have a, such a nice time phronsie you can't think covering her with kisses you never came polly said phronsie mournfully shaking her yellow head never at all don't phronsie cried polly almost smothering her as uh, she hugged her tightly oh polly you hurt me did i pet well i won't do so any more now says i one two three here we go into the kitchen and polly set her down on the floor it is nice to walk with my feet said phronsie giving a long stretch to her fat little legs little things kept sticking into em, polly most of all the time the prickles from the sitting in from sitting still said polly oh phronsie dear i shall never forgive myself for forgetting you as phronsie pattered across the kitchen to clamber into mother's mother pepper's lap but notwithstanding all the wonderful things that happened that day joel didn't quite forget the circus and he whispered to davy that night after they had hopped into bed and pulled the sheet over their heads i'm going to have a circus of my own so there little david was all worn out with the events of the day and he didn't hear him he as he fell asleep almost as soon as his head touched the pillow so joel not finding it very much fun to talk when there was no one to listen closed his eyes and before he knew it he was asleep too but looking across at the two little faces 
as he came up into the loft to go to bed said to himself well i'm thankful that joe's asleep and he gave a sigh of relief the next days were full of work play can't come all the time mrs pepper observed wisely she sent polly down with the money for the doctor's visit pinned up carefully in a paper which the little doctor promptly returned the next day polly having left it as he was uh, away on his rounds so mrs pepper could uh, do nothing but to tie it into the old stocking leg again and the brood children she said drawing them all up around her you must never forget to do something for dr fisher and may the lord give us a chance soon he's been so good to us there'll never come a chance mamsie said polly discountedly so we're po we're so poor chances uh, come if people look for em observed mrs pepper shortly as she shut the drawer we ain't poor cried joel who never could bear to be called so yes we are said polly positively we are poor joel that's the truth joel and you aren't uh, to mind uh, hearing it well we ain't going to be poor declared joel confidently when joel's ships uh, come in i suppose he means said ben and the children shouted i don't care said joel when the laugh had died down we ain't going to be poor when uh, i get to to be a man i'm going to be awful rich well you'll have to work when you're a boy said mrs pepper sensibly riches don't to tumble into lazy folks laps then i'm going to work uh, right straight off cried joel springing away on nimble feet come on dave and to help uh, pick up those old rocks but a terrible shower came on and drove them all within the doors and it grew so dark that polly couldn't see to sew so the three youngest children gathered around her and clamored for a story yes said polly i will let's get it down on the floor in a ring so they all sat down in the middle of the kitchen floor after some delay caused by joseph's demanded to sit next to polly phronsie must be one side said polly of course yes i yes i must joey said phronsie cuddling up closer yet to polly well the other side then said joel struggling to slip between polly and little david and twitching davy's arm stop joe and sit down over here cried ben seizing him by the jacket else you shan't sit anywhere oh howled joel pulling smartly at david davy got here first said polly and he's younger how can you how can you joe she added uh, reproachfully he's always younger said uh, joel gloomily and i never sit next to you polly oh cried polly yes you did joel pepper just the very last time i told stories well that was forever ago said joel still at david's arm and showing no disposition to give up 
"'Well, I think if Mamsie should come in now,' warned Polly, for Mrs. Pepper had gone over to Grandma Baskin's, the old lady having been sick for a day or two, and been caught there by the sudden shower, and you see, you'd feel badly, Joey. At the mention of Mamsie, Joel's grasp on Davy's arm dropped, and he slunk back, then, then pulled him into a place next to him. Quiet was restored, and Polly was soon launched on one of her wonderful stories. Mr. Kangaroo and the silly little duck, and presently they were all so absurd that no one noticed the sun was shining brightly, until they heard a voice. Well, I declare, sitting down in the daytime to tell stories. Polly sprang to her feet and stared. Ah, oh, cried Joel, taking one look at their visitor. I should think, said Miss. I should think, said Mr. Usha. The minister's sister, in a very tart voice, and raising her black mitts very high. That children as old as you are, you are, could find some work to do without sitting down to fold your hands and tell good-for-nothing stories. They aren't good-for-nothing, shouted Joel. You haven't heard them. They're just beautiful. Be still, Joel, commanded Ben. But Joel broke away from him and jumped to his feet. And Mamsie lets uh, Polly tell us stories, he blurted out fiercely. Well, then, she's a very unwise woman, said Miss Jerusha, calmly seating herself in Mrs. Pepper's rocking chair. She ain't, screamed Joel, quite to beside himself with rage. Our mother's just right, said Ben, slowly getting to his there was a light in his pale blue eyes as he bent uh, them on Miss Jerusha. That made her look away a minute, but she soon returned to the charge. I never was allowed to sit idle in the daytime, she said, when I was a little girl. I don't believe you ever were little, said Joel bluntly, and glaring at her across the kitchen. Joel, Joel, cried to Polly in great distress. Oh, please excuse him, ma'am. He never talks so. Then uh, Mamsie will feel ill so badly when she knows it. I'm very glad I came, said Miss Jerusha, sitting up stiff and tall. For you children need some instruction. I can plainly see. Poor things. Well, it's not to be wondered at when we consider you've had no bringing up. We have heard, we have uh, had bringing up, Miss Jerusha, said Ben. Children, you go into the room and shut the door and uh, stay there, he said uh, to the three little ones. And uh, never having seen uh, him uh, so before, the two boys went off uh, wonderingly without a word and holding Phronsie by the hands. Our mother is our mother, went on Ben proudly. The very best mother in all the world, and she's brought to uh, us, oh, how she has uh, worked it to bring us uh, up, and if we were naughty, it's our own fault. It was a long speech for Ben to make, and Polly stared at him in an amazement mingled with pride, while her breast uh, heaved, and she clasped her hands tightly together, so afraid that she should uh, speak a word and spoil it uh, at all, for Miss Drusha was really uncomfortable that uh, they could uh, be 
both to see. Meantime, Joel was climbing out of the bedroom window. I'm going to, I'm going to Grandma Bascom's for Mamsie, he cried passionately. We must stay here, Phronsie, said little Dave, he holding tightly hand and standing still in the middle of the floor, cause Ben told us to, you know. Ah, uh, they could hear Joel exclaim as he jumped clear of the window, still to the grass beneath. But they didn't know that the old, old cracking pane of glass had given away under his hand, nor the little stream of blood was trickling down his wrist as he raced over through the lane and rushed into Grandma Bascom's little cottage. End of chapter 11 Read by Elijah Fisher